0: Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Episode number 40. Q&A
1: time.
0: Q&A number 4. Ask a black belt. Number 4, the fourth rendition. We are back, baby. What's up, bro? Nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nothing. Well,
0: we need some sound bites. <laughs> <We do. laughs> that little tweet, tweet. Yeah, we tweet. need,
1: we need, we need one that goes. Duh, 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 duh. I'm yeah. gonna make that happen, man. I actually said that, that the other day in the yeah. gym. It was like, it's from this show called Superstore. There's a character who does it. It's like white gangster rapper dude. He's always like, whoa, so like whoa, you. whoa. Yeah, like me. Mic drop. I did it the <laughs> other day in the gym, and someone was actually like, I love that show. And oh, he no actually like knew exactly. And it's not like a you know, it's not like the Big Bang Theory where it's like, oh, everyone knows about that show or Seinfeld or something, you know, it's you a- were, You were in the Big, big Bang I Theory. Was I was in the Big Bang him, Theory, yeah. Uh, what, the, what the hell am I doing doing this podcast? <laughs> 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 love it, that's why.
0: Because <laughs> you love jujitsu. I do. It's my All right. life. Let's get straight into these questions. We have a, uh, a decent whack of questions for today's show. Let's we curated see what,
1: we, what we got time for. Yeah,
0: we curated a list of uh, the top four questions that we, we have received. And let's start with a question from Nicholas P. Nicholas is a white belt and he asks that you hear a lot about people saying belts don't matter. But is it wrong to want a promotion? Nicholas said that in his gym, blue belts have access to advanced classes. So it's more than just a belt to him. And uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but to Nicholas, it seems more that getting his blue belt will unlock his ability to improve faster and it will improve his jujitsu. So it's, you know, belts don't matter. Yeah. Humble, humble your ego and that sort of thing. But you know, it's more than just a belt. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I can't really argue with Nicholas, I mean, every gym's going to be a little bit different. If we're just looking at it from a logistical point of view, like you wanting to have access to different classes and, and stuff, then okay, it, it is more than a belt. Like it's allowing you to do these extra classes that, that you want to do. But there's also usually a reason for that, right? Now, man, sometimes Unfortunately, Kieran, you and I spend a lot of time together. Unfortunately, <laughs> so sometimes I, I'm like, I don't An know, I, if, I don't happen. know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I said this in a previous episode, or uh, was it just a conversation we were having, or say whatever. It again. Um, People need to hear it. But you know, like a lot of the time, these, you know, oh, you can't roll until you're a two stripe, or you can't mm-hmm. do this class until you're this belt, or whatever. And those rules are put in place for a couple of reasons. One, it's just like a safety thing. So for example, in, in our gym, I don't let white belts do any leg locks other than straight foot locks, which are allowed at white belt, you know? But then once you're a blue belt and up, I don't mind you, uh, because I teach you in a safe way, I don't mind you starting to, to practice catch and release heel hooks and, and knee bars and things like that. Because so the, the last thing I want is for my students to get a brown belt and be like, cool, I'm allowed to do knee bars. So what's a knee bar? You know, I want them Mm -hmm. to get to brown belt and be proficient in them already. So you can learn them and practice them in the gym. You just have to understand the rules of the competition you're gonna do. So Ken, a white belt can't do a knee bar, so can a white belt be knee bar? Now? No, no, no. It goes both ways. That doesn't mean you can be like. I a like blue to draw belt. your attention to Ollie. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can be but only one of those higher belts and be doing them against white belts. No, uh, but that's just a safety thing, you know. Because, look, man, there's there's no buts, ifs, ums about it. You know, leg locks. If we're, leg locks, as an example are more dangerous and they have less wiggle room. And man, white belts can hurt themselves doing a bloody hip escape. (laughs) Last thing you, you know, when new people come in and you sometimes pair them with a black belt and they're like, oh, I don't wanna go with the black belt. It's like, dude, that's like the The best person you can go with. That's the person who has the most control of their own body and can control your body and is not gonna, and is humble and whatever and will make sure you stay safe. If I put you with another white belt, you're going to hurt yourself or they might hurt you, you know? So it's just a safety thing. Yeah. Cause right? the
0: skill gap is so close that they need to like, yeah, a, a senior white belt, senior white belt, a more experienced white belt. Uh, You know, they're not going to lose to a, a junior white belt, right? That's it's, yeah. they're, but, they're not going to want that to happen, but the skill gap isn't enough for them to do it in a
1: safe yeah. way. Yeah. And all it, the time. It's, it's also, you know, it's just, a a lack of knowledge you know Mm. you could be the most gentle calm you know 30 kilo like person and you you wouldn't hurt a fly but there's just things you don't know like you just find yourself putting your body in a position that you don't know the mechanics of that position and you can severely hurt your partner Mm. or you know maybe you know, maybe you're super skilled, but it's just not safe, right? Let's imagine yeah. this. Like, let's imagine you're an incredibly good surfer, but you've only ever surfed in those wave-generated pools that exist nowadays. Mm. And so you're, you're a competent surfer. You're not a professional surfer, but you're a competent surfer. But then you go to a beach break and, like, you know nothing about actually paddling out, you know, nothing about currents, about rips, you know, and these things that are super dangerous. Are like being dumped it, and, and then you just get, yeah, and you just get thrown set, in yeah. there, right? Like it's just not safe. So that's why the rules are in place. And other times the rules are in place just because gyms grow. And my gym in at the moment, I teach, there's only two adult classes a week that I don't teach right monday and,
0: and friday nogi lunch class
1: right mm-hmm. and even then the only reason i don't teach them is because my son isn't at daycare on those days mm. right otherwise i would teach them so i teach of the adult classes in the gym. So I'm there hands-on with my students every day. I know everyone. But obviously as gyms grow, you know, like my coach's gym, Fabio's gym has over 500 students. He has like 12 different instructors. You know, there's people who are members of his gym that he has never even seen them face-to-face because they don't come at the times that he's there or whatever, right? So obviously as a team, a gym, as a business grows and you start – being less personal, not because of you don't want to be personal, but it's just the growth, right? You, you know, uh, it's just how it goes. You kind of need to put rules and lines in place. So I get wanting to be in that – get that blue belt to be in that class, but that's going to be at the discretion of your instructor, right? You may not be ready. And if – I say this to everyone, if you don't like your instructor's standards – you're free to train somewhere else. You know, I say to my students, look, if you're not happy, I said, someone said to me this morning, actually, like, oh, since there's a black belt who came over and started training with me he said, oh, since I've been here, I've noticed that uh, he was saying to someone else, but he was saying in a way, oh, so I could overhear. He's like, oh, since I've been here, I noticed that your coach likes to sandbag everyone and, you know, for those who don't know, sandbagging is like holding back students. And I turned to him and I was like, no, nah, bro, it's called standards. You know, <laughs> and like, so I say to people, if you don't like my standards, I'll give the university analogy again. You know, oh, if you don't want to get your degree from my university, go to fucking Sunday school, go to TAFE, bro. Go to some dog shit online course. and get I was it. talking about me, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and get it there, you know. <laughs> they're, they're my Sandbag. standards. So, you know, that's going to be. Up to your coach, and it, it may be that you're just not ready for it. You know, what if, man? Like anything in life, it's if you get put too far in the deep end, it's too hard. When I first moved to Brazil, and they, I did like a, a Portuguese test for them to place me because I did this like three month intensive Portuguese class thing nice. to to try to get my Portuguese up to speed, and they did a little test to place you in which skill level you are. And uh, I did well in the test and they placed me in whatever it was, intermediate or something. But I'd kind of like, I don't know, I guess just the questions they asked, I knew the answers to. But I w- I remember I did that first class and I was like Nah, man, like you got to put me back in beginner. Like yeah. this is I this is way too much. You tested for me.
0: really well. Yeah, but then got, I sh- yeah.
1: I straight away was like I, I like I can't understand anything. Like I'm getting nothing out of this. Yeah, and so it's kind of the same. Like you, I mean, if you're not ready and you get put in it, you know, if we ignore the safety concerns, like you're just not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. Like if then they start teaching, I don't know, whatever, like more complicated stuff and You know, you then can kind of also hold back the rest of the class because you can't, you know, there's a three-step technique and, like, you're stuck at step one. Like, it's just – so I get it, you know. It is more than a belt, but by the sounds of of Nicholas's question, it's like he's wanting access to those more advanced classes. And and my advice, bro, is unfortunately you're at the discretion of your instructor, and uh, if you don't – like his standards you know you can go somewhere else get
0: your blue belt and come
1: back yeah <laughs> yeah yeah go somewhere else get your blue belt then go back but which yeah which reminds not, me i'm not. gonna take a bit of a sabbatical <laughs> i'm uh moving to Queensland. yeah there's not much there's not much you can do about it go on to gracie right. bar for a few months yeah. i'll be back soon pay your blue belt test fee and off you go yeah there's not a lot you can do about it uh nicholas it's uh yeah it's up to your to, instructor. to just
0: very like a little bit deeper into one part of his question, then we'll move on. He he asked, "Is it wrong to want a promotion?" He he he's been hearing like you know everyone saying, "Don't stress about your blue belt. Don't worry about your blue belt. Like it will come." Blah blah blah. Like you know, it's wrong well, to want it.
1: I'll tell you what what my experience was, and mm. yeah, I I come from a coach who's notoriously difficult to get belts from, and I remember. I I didn't get my blue belt from Fabio. I got my blue belt from a guy called Shane Rice, who's a Hicks and Gracie black belt. This was when I lived in Canada. And it was like I kind of got my blue belt from him as my parting gift. I was already like set and moving to Brazil to train full time. And he gave me my blue belt like, I don't know, like a week before I left or something. Mm. So I was already a blue belt. And, you know, I – I remember when I was a white belt, I wanted my blue belt, just I was like, I just like, I just don't wanna be a white belt. Like, you know, a white belt is, you know, a person who's done one jujitsu class is a white belt. I just wanna be a blue belt, so I'm not white anymore. And then when I got my blue belt, I was like, I just want my purple belt, because then like when I'm a purple belt, I'm not just that, "Eh, but you're just that one after white, you know, there's like, you know, that whole, uh, there's more blue belts, you know, in the world than white belts. Cause people get their blue belts and quit or whatever the meme is. I was like, I just want my purple belt. So then you're like, yeah, man, like you're, you're you stuck not-
0: around long enough. You, yeah. you respected
1: now. And then when I got my purple belt, I was like, I was like, Oh man, I just want my brown belt. Cause like brown belt, you are pretty much a black belt. You know, I just want my brown belt. <laughs> yeah. And then when I got my brown belt, I was like, I was like, Oh man, like, but now I'm just like one more, you know, I just want my black belt. <laughs> and every single time I got a belt, And I think the like blue to purple was the, like a lot of people was the hardest slog where every single time there was potentially a grading or potential to get a belt everyone in my gym. And I, you know, I trained with the competitor team and I competed with the competitor team. Everyone was like, man, there's no way Fabio won't give you your purple. And then I wouldn't get it. And then they'll be like, Oh, but you'll get it next time for sure. And then next time they'll be like, man, you didn't get it last time. You'll get it this time. And I wouldn't get it. Like, so it went on for a while and, and even then when I got my purple, even though I knew like I was at the level required for it and I definitely was meeting Fabio's standards and everyone in the gym standards, even when I got it, I was like, oh, but do I really deserve it? Yeah. You know, and I had that same feeling with every belt. Uh, my brown belt, I was like, yeah, finally. Oh, but damn, like, oh, I don't know if I, like if I'm a brown belt, like then got self-conscious. And even the same when I got my black belt, you know, every belt, that little bit of like, Oh, but am I, cause I didn't come from a, well, I won worlds at blue belt. Oh, I won worlds at purple belt. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would have, I would love to sit here and say that I did, but I didn't, you know, I did well in competition, but it wasn't like, well, man, I won worlds. So like the I'm the world. best blue belt or like I won the grand slam. Like I won euros, pans, worlds, ADCC try like, okay. Yeah, man. Like I'm the next belt. I didn't have that. And so I still had that little bit of doubt. But I don't think it's wrong to want a belt. Like, is it wrong to want to achieve your goal? And like, they're incremental goals, right? Mm. Like, you can't sit here and say, oh, I want to get a black belt one day, but then not also like want your blue belt. What's on the way, bro? Yeah. You know, so.
0: Yeah. And from my perspective, I'm really looking forward to, not having to worry about belts
1: for a little while, you know, like. uh, Because it's almost like when you get your blue belt, you know that you're like, okay, I'm here for a while. I don't need to worry about it. I want to see, like, look,
0: I am expecting to be a blue belt for, you know, three years or something like that. So when, if I get promoted, I'm trying to be careful here. Like if I get promoted, when I get promoted, maybe one day, right. I'm just excited.
1: Kieran's sliding a $20 bill (laughs) across the table. Oh shit.
0: Like I'm just super keen to just, not have to think about belts yeah. for a bit, you know. Just yeah. just enjoy being doing jujitsu. Like I love Jiu-Jitsu and you know that. And I, I, I cherish but e- every but second. E- but, but, even but even
1: when you're not someone who cares about belts, yeah. like I mean, I'm sure there's some people in the world that, legitimately, to the depths of their soul, don't care. But even people who, but <laughs> even even people who don't care, yeah, like it. It's still there. Yeah, you know, yeah like 100%, 100%, 100%. You know, oh, I don't care about accolades and titles, yeah. but like doesn't mean you don't like getting one. Exactly. You know? I think
0: to a certain extent, everyone cares a bit, but to obviously to varying degrees. To some people, it's everything. To me, it's certainly not. It's like well down the list. Yeah. Like I'd rather, you know, be better at jitsu. If I could choose, do you want to be better at jitsu or do you want a blue belt? i be yeah, fucking no, better yeah. at jitsu. Like yeah. it's, an, it's a no brainer, right? Yeah. It's not even a fucking conversation. But it's not for some people, right? Like yeah. some people just- Just care about Some the people just will
1: find it. at the gym that is- the easiest to because they just want the time, status, they just right? want a status yeah.
0: symbol. But like, fuck, man, I want to, I want to earn that shit. But at the same time, like, I'm so keen to once I get the belt to just, just sit with it for a bit, just for like two years or like eighteen months or whatever a time frame, at least the twelve months. Jesus, just not think about the next yeah, belt, just yeah. fucking enjoy.
1: Well, at least like, I mean, I, I more or less still currently follow the. The guidelines of the IBJJF for the yeah. belt system, um, yeah. I, so it's minimum I, I two wouldn't. Years. I wouldn't, I don't even want to say rules. For me, I follow the IBJJF guidelines. Yeah. And yeah, so blue belts minimum of two years. So you can kind of you get your blue belt. You kind of know, like, well, man, it doesn't matter if I train four times a day, every day, seven days a week. Like I'm, I'm here for, two years, for two years, so you can kind exactly. of exactly. Like exactly. it's kind of like getting your here in Australia. Like when you go through your license, yeah. you know, you get your learner's permit, then your Ps or your P twos. We yeah. call it your green Ps. Yeah, they're like a provisional license, and you're on it for two years, exactly. no matter what. You're like, gonna, like I you don't could have be a to fucking think about race car driver. You could be the best driver. Yeah, in the world. You're still going. You're going to be. Two years, yeah, so you yeah. don't
0: have to stress. You can enjoy your time. So that, like, to to Nicholas's point, like, particularly when you. Start getting into being like a more experienced white belt, and you are looking at that blue. You know, you've been at white belt for a bit. You, you feel like you know you're there. It's, it's always like just just over the horizon yeah. sort of thing. But and once and then, you like I there, said, Nick, man, you just chill.
1: Y- if if you're If you're happy with your coach and his standards and everything like, man, then you just got to trust him. And like I said, I trust Fabio more than any other coach. And I still doubted myself and I doubted his decision when he gave me (laughs) my belts, you know? So just keep at it, bro. You'll get in those advanced classes soon. So that was,
0: that was a bit longer than um, we had planned, but hopefully uh, you got something out of that. Um, Nicholas and hopefully everyone else that's listening got something out of that. But next question is from Anthony. Anthony is a blue belt and he asks what's your vision for the gym are you interested in creating any affiliates what what's the what's the strategy what's the plan as a gym owner
1: so my goal for for the for the gym is first of all is the current gym location has always been my goal like that's the stepping stone gym for any of my students listening or anyone who's visited the gym they would be well aware that it's not this like massive mat space and like beautiful bathroom. Like it's not this decked out gym, right? It's a small gym and it's fine, especially in the part of Sydney we are. Commercial real estate is savage. So it's like a weird shape and everything, but it's a really great gym as a first gym to start building your, your business or your brand or whatever. So my goal is either... Yeah. I'm curious how much you're <laughs> going to reveal. Yeah, here. I know. My goal is, you know, I know, uh, yeah, knows. I would like to either one or two options. I would either want to open a second gym and keep that existing gym, you know, and, and open a big facility. Like a lot of it depends on like real estate and where you are. Like it's, it's very easy to sit here and say, I want to open a gym in this suburb, mm. but like, man, different suburbs uh, cost different amounts and, you know, uh, or have different premises available. So I'd like to either open a second location, or relocate the existing location, you know, into a bigger, better facility. Uh, but you know, that's something that's that's in my mind, and I constantly keep my ear to the ground on the commercial real estate. Uh, uh the commercial real estate availability availabilities, market. yeah, market. Sorry, mm-hmm. thank you but it's, you know, COVID has made all that stuff really tricky. But that's sort of, I mean, that's just a very general sort of overview of what I would want to do with the brick and mortar. But something bigger, what I want is I want want the gym and the team to be one of, if not the best gym slash team in Sydney. And then, you know, I mean, ideally Australia, but I want to be, I think the perfect example would, would be to say I want to be the the absolute MMA of, of Sydney. It's quite well known that currently in 2021 absolute MMA in Melbourne where Lachlan Giles, where Craig Jones is from, Jeremy Paul Skinner are from. Like it's it's known as kind of the best gym, competition gym, no-gi gym in Australia. But I want to be – but they're in Melbourne. And for those who don't know, he's a good, you know, a thousand kilometres away, yeah, you know, yeah. from, from Sydney. Change, yeah. So I want to be that in Sydney, I wanna have the big best team in Sydney. I also wanna, but I don't wanna compromise the environment that I create. One of the biggest compliments that I get as as a gym owner is the people that come through just go, man, like, you know, okay. yeah, it's the the, qual- the quality of the the Jitsu is really good but also just like the atmosphere of the gym and the vibe and so it's just like all yeah. the people that train here are, you know, and that's something real special. And And I think it also, now, now being a dad also changes the way I think. You know, I want to have an environment for 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 Atlas, my son, to to start training jujitsu at and spend lots of time at. In terms of affiliates, I don't know, man. I don't really. I'm a, I'm a bit torn with the whole. Yeah, I don't really want to answer that question right now. Just it's it's something I'd be happy to sit down and talk face to face with someone about but I have a lot of conflicting opinions about that.
0: The business model of affiliates. Yeah,
1: just yeah. like, you know, the business model, the cultural model of yeah. it, just everything, the way it all ties in with yeah. jujitsu as a community, as a sport, as a business, you know, as a social media, like, you know, it's – yeah, I'm going to leave the affiliate one. Like, would I love to have a bunch of gyms in Sydney that I have some type of connection to? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I, I, I definitely want to provide the tools for my students to go off and open their own gyms. Mm. I guess is what is what I would say. Cool. I, would, I would love to have black belts of mine go and open other gyms, and whether they open a gym as an affiliate or under their own name or start a new team. I don't care, but I would just love to have students of mine opening gyms. That would be awesome.
0: Cool. Awesome. Okay, so next question comes from Ellie. Ellie is a 14 year old uh, white slash yellow belt. And he wants to know, he wants to have a bit of an insight into what it takes to run a gym. So he's sort of alluding to like what goes on behind the scenes, cleaning the mats, dealing with with customers, the scheduling. And so can you just give us a quick rundown on what you do that isn't directly
1: teaching jujitsu? So anyone who's thinking about opening a gym or, or perhaps Ellie's asking this because he likes the idea of, of pursuing jujitsu and running a gym one day.
0: Or maybe he just wants to come clean the mats.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. There's, it's going to depend, right? If you, if you're already a big gym, chances are you have a receptionist and you have a person who does this and that. But, you know, what goes on behind the scenes when you're not just kicking back and only teaching, especially if you're a small business and you're new and you haven't been open for very long, you probably don't have any staff and you do everything. Man, there's heaps. There's like, you know, it's not even about what, what's involved in running a gym it's well what's involved in running a business yeah right and there's there's so much like people people still i still have students who think that in between teaching i'd just do nothing it's like man like who do you think does yeah okay the obvious one is uh clean the mats but who do you think goes i don't know like even things that you don't necessarily think about like man, whose job do you think it is when the soap dispenser runs out of soap? Like, I'm the one who's got to fill that or what if there's no soap to fill it with? Well, I'm the one that goes and buys it. Mm. Like, uh, it's a small business. Who stops I'm not, the fridge? Who yeah. does
0: the accounting? Who, yeah, who who double checks your books? Who updates your software? Who chases up yeah, Who uh, responds clients? to inquiry yeah. emails? Who, yeah, who exactly. answers the phone when someone calls your your number online? Who responds to Google reviews? Yeah. Who fucking... Yeah, who to, goes yeah, on, man. Who,
1: you know, when your public line... Sh- Liability insurance, yeah. Public liability insurance is up for renewal. Who negotiates that? that, Who tracks all the? Well, obviously, part of being an instructor is tracking your students' progress, Mm -hmm. but then like. I don't have a receptionist that I tell, man, you got to order these belts because I'm yep. going to promote these people. Like, Uniforms. Or, yeah, yep. ordering stock in because people want to buy geese and yep. whatever. Checking the books. Uh, so man, I, I, I can – Even, I, just, I even just generic cleaning, you know, yeah. like people sometimes – in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. The, the front of our gym has big glass windows mm. and uh, the kids are just like smudged with kids' fingerprints, right? Yeah. And sometimes people are like, man, these windows are gross. I'll be like, I cleaned them like two days ago, you yeah. know, and – like all that those little things, it takes, all takes a lot. things that you don't expect. I turned up to the gym last week, Saturday morning and someone had smashed the front window of the gym. Yeah, You know, there was no cameras or anything, but by the look of it, it was some drunk person who decided to smash my window. Yeah. And then, you know, I got to do that. We clean, coming for you, son. <laughs> yeah. Clean up that and like call yeah. a glass repair person and yeah. all these little things or paying the rent, who pays yep. all the bills. I yep. do all that. Like, yeah. And this
0: is when things are going perfectly. exactly right when things you throw in a i I throw you a curveball like the like like a pandemic or the pandemic (laughs) or anything else right and then all of a sudden your workload triples Uh, and then that's not to mention like social media filming some stuff and and like not even mentioning like back to anthony's question expansion or like mentioning like some other things that we've got going on behind the scenes that maybe will be revealed one day one day soon maybe
1: (laughs) keep your eye out for a Hot Jiu-Jitsu 2022 calendar. Ooh. (laughs) Bags Christmas. (laughs) It's just me. (laughs) But, yeah, exactly like you said. That's when things are going perfectly, right? Yeah. And um, that's often not the case. One of my friends who runs the Alliance Vancouver uh, East Van is in East Vancouver in Canada. He, I remember him explaining it like, man, running a business is kind of like constantly putting out lots of little fires. Exactly. You know, like it's it's a lot of, and it's hard, man, because I mean, I didn't do, I didn't study business. I don't have a business degree or anything. And perhaps if I had one, I would be more mentally equipped for it. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes like things come up and you're just like, oh fuck, like, man, it's just problem after problem. But it's like, you got to not think about it like that. But it is problem after problem. It's just, it's just constantly... It's constantly little things that come up that you're always mm. having a fix. Like, you know, and sometimes it's something minor. Like you rock up to the gym and you're like, oh, that light globe is out. But then it's like, well, you're the one that has to change the light globe. Exactly. You know, and like, I mean, that's maybe 10 minutes. you got to go get the ladder and or maybe you had to go buy the light globe. Yeah. And that it turns out to be an hour yeah. to change a light globe. What if you only had an hour in between two classes and yeah. that was when you were going to eat lunch? Or, you know, like so. I totally agree. I think – And that's, I I don't even think that's to do with a gym. That's any small business. And I think all small businesses go through the same thing where one or two people do everything, you know? I mean, yeah, maybe it's a bit different if you're, uh, yeah, a big business, yeah, a corporation. But, But, you know, if we're talking about, yeah, yeah, you know, most small businesses, even if you have one or two business partners, you're going to go through the same thing where you are all do it, like you have to do everything. Mm -hmm. And then I guess you get to a point where it's like, well, I need to start employing other people to do some of these tasks because the workload's getting too much or because I'm growing. But then you're then walking that line of, you know, you got to spend money to make money. Cause you'll often, when you hire that first employee, you're at least when you're looking at the numbers, you're running at a loss. Mm-hmm. But you know it's like you kind of got to spend money to make yeah, money. And- you
0: need to, you need to spend that money on the additional employee. grow to the point where you can afford them yeah it's it's almost a dichotomy right exactly yeah and and that is a very tricky spot to be in for a small business where you're at that threshold of growth where you need to take that next step but it's it's always a risk and i think i mean we've spoken about this before and i think i I mean i know enough about running a small business myself and you know i've spoken to you quite lengthily about it but i think for a lot of people that want to open a gym a jiu jitsu gym, the jiu jitsu is the easy part.
1: Yeah, the teaching's the easiest part. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I I look forward to the day where I can kind of all I have to do with the business. All you do is teach. Is rock up and teach one or two classes a day and go home. Yeah, you know, and someone like, else does everything else. Yeah, it's yeah. There's so much other stuff that goes on with it. I just want to have one little rant though. When you ask about cleaning the mats, screw those gyms that make the students clean the mats. Shame on you you suck, right? It's so stupid. I'm so against it. If you don't want to clean the mats at your gym, come train with me because I clean those goddamn mats. I think it's the most dog shit move. Gyms like play that whole like, oh, it's bonding. Bleh. Team, everyone helps clean the mats. No, man, it's bullshit. Like, I hate it. I've been to, well, I'm not going to mention, but one particular gym that I spent a bit of time at and they yeah, they made the students clean the mats and it should be optional, but not like enforced. It shouldn't even be optional. It should be like it's ridiculous. Why So if I wanted to clean your mats, you would be offended? No, like <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh <laughs> like I used to have a student who always was like, Man, can I clean the mats? I find it therapeutic, blah, blah, blah. But these other gyms that they they make you clean the mats, it's like, yeah, man, it's, gyms like that. it's not it's not like I've been to a couple of gyms like that. I'll tell you why, like, first of all, like, it, even if you, if you wanted to play that whole, like, oh, we're a team, you know, one for all, all for one, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you know, cleaning the mats is the least bonding thing compared to like rolling or drilling together. Or oh, like there's plenty of bonding that goes on in jujitsu. It's not like at our gym because people don't clean the mats together. There is less bonding in our gym, No, oh, when you're cleaning the mats, we're all having a chin wag, and that's it as well, right? Stuff. I'm cleaning Stretching the mats, and you guys and... are hanging out. Yeah. But the <laughs> other reason it's just stupid is, I mean, we a while ago, you know, talked about gyms at the end of day the day being a business or whatever. And I mean, man, as a student, you're paying me to train. At the gym, right? You're not just paying for me to teach. Like that part of that membership includes the facilities and, you know, there to be toilet paper in the, in the, in and the solar dispenser. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, and clean mats for you to train on, mm-hmm. right? Like part of your membership doesn't like, it's not like your membership is a little bit cheaper than it should be because you help me clean the mats. No, right? Like I should be providing you a clean environment. It's not like going to, a weights gym and wiping your sweat off a machine. That's different. That's just like, uh, that's just being like. Respectful g- to respectful
0: the other Respectful to the
1: other people that come yep. through it. But I mean, man, you're paying me money. I'm going to provide you with a clean environment for you to train in. You don't have to clean it. You're, you don't have to clean it. Right. Yeah. It's different. If you like get cut and blood's pissing everywhere, like, mm. you know, be a dude and help, Clean up the mess you made, or don't. It's not a trash can. You don't yeah. leave all your, your tape off your fingers lying around, and yeah. if a band aid fell off, that's respect. Yeah, thing. yeah that's, that's not, just being yeah. right? respectful. Yeah, but man, like, I hate like like that shit. Taking a shit on the mats, so yeah. spit on that <laughs> <laughs> like. Take I that I get it when students offer to help clean the mats, yep. you know, and I appreciate the offer. But man, you don't need to. Like, mm-hmm. I provide you with a clean training environment, you know. It's not, it's not your job to clean the mats. It's mine or, or I, or if you have a cleaner, clean it. Or if you have an employee who cleans it, right? Like stupid hate gyms that make students clean the mats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're the exception. Well, the exception, I've been to three different gyms and two, including yours, two out of three students clean the mats. Yeah, Dickheads. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. All right. So next question is from Nicholas A., and he is from Uruguay. He's our Uruguay listener. So shout out to Uruguay. He asks, do you have any hacks or shortcuts for beginners? Pretty general question, but what do you yeah. got?
1: Uh, yeah, any hacks or shortcuts for for newer students? I believe I he was talking about, you know, people who were just starting to roll, like they haven't got that much experience under their belts and probably feeling a little bit lost. Mm. Uh, I've probably mentioned this in in previous episodes, uh, I would assume. But the way I always give it to people who are super lost, I try to break it down real simple and give them five key positions, right? The five core positions of jiu-jitsu you could break down into close guard, half guard, side control, mount, and back control. Uh, and each of those positions has a top and bottom so that's 10 positions. If you learnt one technique for each position, so close guard top, close guard bottom, half guard top, half guard bottom, et cetera, it's only 10 techniques to remember. At least then when you're in a role, you're not completely lost, right? And you're you you have an idea of what you want to do or a technique in mind that you wanna try do. Doesn't mean you're gonna be able to do it, but at least if you had that at your disposal, at your disposal, you shouldn't find yourself somewhere where you're like i have no idea what to do of course people we, we should all know that jujitsu is incredibly dynamic and that is a very simple five or ten positions and even if, as a black if belt know,
0: if they know the counter to your one move if they can right. shut it down then you're like, oh, yeah fuck.
1: and shit gets all tangled yeah. up like i mean even even as a black belt who's been doing it for over a decade i'll sometimes find myself in a position i'm like how did i get here and mm. what is going on yeah because Shit gets tangled all up, especially when you're in the gi with lapels and sleeves. And sometimes you're like, "What is happening?" Yeah. So it's a very simplified version, but it's I think it's a good like building block. Kieran just was like sick of my conversation. I, I just mute, muted, you. muted my microphone. <laughs> Shut up, my turn. <laughs> anyway, yeah. as I was saying, <laughs> I think it's a, a a good building block. But another little sort of shortcut that I would give, uh, and perhaps is maybe more applicable to the gi, but not necessarily, is is grips, okay? And don't underestimate the importance of grips. For sure, this is more relevant. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I wanna say more relevant in the gi, like grips in no gi are now super important as well. you said this to me well. before a lot. But yeah, like n- beginners struggle with understanding the importance of grips, right? And sometimes you see people just like curl up in a ball. Man, if, if in doubt, grab something, Right? Like each of your limbs should be doing something useful at at any one time. So if you find yourself – On your back just kicking around. Yeah, or you find yourself like – you know you're in this position your left arm is doing absolutely nothing like it's not posted on the ground supporting you or it's not grabbing a collar or it's not holding the back of their neck or something if it's literally doing nothing man grab something yeah. like i mean or just start swinging yeah <laughs> yeah start, start, start drop bombs yeah you know so, pound, baby. so so grips are super important as well and, and it's something that beginners can struggle with mm. when i when i first started jiu jitsu i absolutely hated training in the gi because of grips because you're getting stuck, yeah, like you can progress or I, I just hated all the grips that were going on, but I just didn't really understand it. Now I really enjoy training in the gi and I enjoy the the, the grip battle and even the grip battle that goes on in no gi. So now I'm a big fan of the grips, but we've, I've got another student, this white belt and often this white belt, kind of is lying on their back, just with their arms tucked in. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that's not gonna help you. Yeah, You know, it's not like, it's not like you're in a position where you're gonna get arm barred if you extend your arm or something. Like I get that as well. They're Sometimes why- They're just like covering yeah. up their neck. Yeah, like but it's, their not like mount, and... it's not like they're mounted. It's, yeah. it's like they're, they've got guard. And I'm like, oh. man, grab something, like use your arms. Yeah. The reason guard is strong is because it's four limbs against two. Right, grab something, Mm. you know, it's not like you're mounted and you're just crossing your arms up near your neck to not get submitted. I used
0: to struggle with people did that or like when I am mounting them or whatever, when they just like bunker down, just tuck their, their hands in, pull their chin in, and like chin to chest and just like fully clam up. But now, you know, you can just gift wrap them, take their back and it gives you, it gives you options within reason, obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, A a little hack is understanding the the, the grips, right? Grab something. Yeah, And, you know, with time, you're going to learn what to grab. And, you know, by grabbing something, you're going to grab the wrong thing and you're going to pay the price. But you learn from that, right? Mm you know you either win or you learn yeah right? <laughs> you seen
0: that meme that's floating around at the moment where it's like a uh, a meme of kabib and it's like jiu jitsu people say you either win or you lose uh you learn and then kabib's all sad cuz he's never lost and he's like i want to learn <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> crying no, was no. so funny oh that's yeah, yeah i saw
1: another one today that was like um i don't know the meme was just uh someone's face you know with tears in their eyes and saying like, why? Or something like that. And, but the title was when your coach has you in, in an Armbar," bar, but then they decide to wrist lock you oh. or something, <laughs> something like that. I think I was like, that's, why? That's BM.
0: Like, that's BM. What's BM? Bad manners.
1: That's Bad a manners. gaming term. I thought oh, you yeah, know that. No, I didn't know that. Like in, um, oh, here I'm we like, go. We're going to nerd like, out for a second. I'm like Beastmaster. No,
0: No, whenever I'm playing like overwatch, uh, which is a first person shooter game. And I'm like one V ing my brother or whatever, or we're fucking around before we get into a game. And if I get him like his health low enough and then just melee him to death, mm. it's like we say BM, that's oh, BM. Right. It's like manners. bad manners to yeah. be, you know, I could have killed him with a gun, but just melee. It's like, like teabagging. Yeah, no, yeah, teabagging, like a bitch slap, you yeah. know. Yeah. Slap you to death. <laughs> yeah, BM bro. So I actually uh, just want to narrow down on Nicholas's um, first part of the question where he says, do you have any hacks for beginners? I have a hack. And it's actually legit. Go Write your shit down. Oh, yeah. Write I cannot stress this enough. So at the moment, I, I just want to, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of times that I write down notes after class and and things like that. At the moment, because I'm working through an instructional one, one of um, Bernardo's um, Faria, Is that how you say?
1: Feria. Faria.
0: Yeah, you got to roll that
1: R. Yeah. Um, Faria. Or if you can't, f- Faria. F- faria yeah, don't can't. say Faria. Yeah, it's a, one of the guys at the gym is yeah. calling him. Bernardo Faria, Faria. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you know what a Faria is? He's like, yeah. no, it's a dude who puts shoes on horses. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Bernardo Faria. faria. Um, I'm working through one of his instructions at the moment. So in my notebook, I've started to write out all the instructional notes and I didn't like, I'm not OCD, but I'm like very particular about, you know, things particularly note taking Mm. and i don't want to like interrupt the instructional notes with notes from classes and then go back to the instructional so for the last like week last week i didn't write any notes after class but we went through some stuff that i'm trying to remember and trying to go through because it's like really really good you know and i'm like don't have any notes to review and i've relied on that for so long and now i'm like really frustrated like fuck like that that one back take that one truck hook
1: back take i don't have any notes on it yeah i remember you you asked me about note taking ages ago and yeah. you you were already taking notes but you kind of were i don't want to say you were lost but you would ask me like oh man yeah. did, you you write you did you take notes like do this? Yeah. because oh god you could write a novel on one technique and Which i remember i I, br- <laughs> I brought in some of my old notebooks yeah. that are pretty much disintegrated by now just to give you a look at like how i would essentially shorthand my notes mm. And people for a while were teasing you about taking notes at the end of class, and mm. then I, and then I remember at the time I was saying, "Yeah, you all laugh now, but you know, notebook Kieran over here is going to be kicking all your asses soon." Mm. And now you're kicking butt. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no changes everything. Note taking helps leveled, a lot. It, I mean, yeah. I used to always take notes, um, probably up until towards the end of purple belt. Yeah. you know, because at that stage it was every day was pretty much something new.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, but I still, even now, I don't necessarily take notes but I'll make little shorthand notes in my phone yeah. that I'll often refer back to and then you know months will go by and I'll refer back to it and I'll be like oh, I don't need that anymore and but you I'll remember it. it or something like you remember it yeah for me it was just the act of even when I was taking notes in a notebook yeah. I would almost never ever review them or look at them but it was just the act of writing it down it has been proven it was scientifically essentially like studying for it, me, it is yeah you know? it's
0: been proven scientifically if you write something like by hand, not typing on computer, you'll remember better. And the th- the thing is, like I'm I'm at a stage now where shit. Your this is gonna sound really bad, but shit. Your teaching I can actually implement now. Like beginner I early thought, days. I thought
1: you were gonna say like shit. Your teaching It's actually like, good. I, I I already know. <laughs> no 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 no, yeah. no 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 no. Like
0: beginner right uh, early days. I've said this before. Like you you pick a couple things. That you can retain and then you focus in on that yeah, I, yeah okay when you when you teach something even if it's just basic i'm talking like my first couple months of training i would do it but then almost instantly forget it because it's so overwhelming like yeah, oh, yeah. you know i i don't understand the concepts so i'm, I'm tr- trying to focus too much on the details like oh shit if i don't remember where to put my hand i can't do the technique yeah now when i get to positions you you may have taught something last week but i'm like oh yeah that's right and then i can pull off the the uh, you know the the knee cut or the yep. whatever pass and and I'm actually able to implement it. And then I I may implement it a couple of times and then get stuck on something. And I'm like, oh shit, what do I do if I get stuck? Adam mentioned that, go back to the notes. Yep, there it is. Boom. Go. But at the moment I don't have notes on the last yeah. like
1: week. You could I just thought you could have like a like a scene in a movie when, you know, a guy has a girl come over to his house for the first time and like walks into You know, walks into his room or his house or something, and it looks like something out of a CSI crime scene murder. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like it's like a jujitsu thing, but instead of it being like a a murder map or something, it's all these pictures of positions. Then like the the string and the the pins and everything. So good. Funnily enough,
0: Ollie, the a purple belt that has a massive mind map. Yeah, he has the. Oh man, I. I love it it's it's a mind map about um his his game at the moment is uh is no secret is pressure passing particularly over unders yeah. from bernardo and uh deep half so it's a mind map from those two positions how to no matter pretty much no matter where he gets how to get back to his game and yeah. it's connections of okay this than that so if they do this you go to step like over here on the tree if they do that then you go step down on the tree like just imagine a, a web of positions coming yeah. out he, he sent it to me and i'm like oh my
1: god this yeah, is you'll awesome. probably need a new graphics card to be able to process it yeah it's
0: so awesome and eventually i want to get to that point, um, and eventually transition and like uh take my my handwritten notes and make them digital and I know I said that you know you learn more by handwriting, but if you do both, you win-win, right? Win-win, put it, bro. Put it on my note-taking software so I always have it, no matter what. And and I have like shorthand and searchable functions and and things like that. But yeah, I'm really annoyed that I didn't, you know, because of my stupid OCD with my my note-taking. That why I didn't, didn't take you just notes.
1: why didn't you just like I didn't think have ahead. Two separate notebooks. Like why didn't you just have like the instructional <laughs> notebook?
0: So that's a good idea.
1: Know? That's a really good idea and I didn't do that. But I think – There's going to be like – Imagine if you had a, a fire one day at your apartment. And the you one know, thing you, i gab. Yeah, your partner's like, the photos, the family photos. And you're like, my notes, my notes. <laughs> say, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking picking up my computer, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's worth
0: so much to me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, 100%, like the biggest hack, I cannot stress enough how, how much it's benefited me to, to take notes on everything. Just the retention is off the oh, charts. Wow.
1: White belt hacks for white belts. Yeah. And like
0: also once you start making notes during the class, I'm retaining everything because I know I have to write it down later.
1: Yeah, that's right? amazing. Exactly. And I've,
0: I've gotten to the end, right? I've gotten to the end of a double session when I used to do those, which public announcement, I don't do them anymore.
1: Yeah, um, I told you not to. Yeah,
0: and you were right. But uh, when I get to the end of a double session, I'm like, fuck, what do we do in the first class? Yeah, that's class?
1: funny eh? because I used to, you know, if you're not, if you don't have that habit of taking notes, mm. you know, class is over and it can essentially be over and it's out yeah. of your mind and you go home or whatever. But when I used to take notes, I would have to spend that five minutes just sitting there and oh, like, wait, what yeah. did we do again?
0: And that's called active recall. Okay. And it's also scientifically proven to improve, scientifically proven to improve your retention and your intelligence effectively, your ability well, to study like, something.
1: Man, like I teach so many classes a day, every mm. day, and I pretty much teach something different every single every class. Every
0: single time.
1: Yep. Yeah. Like I rarely overlap like teaching the same thing in the mm. same week. Yeah. I do sometimes, but I pretty much teach something different every single yep. class. And so there's, I've learn. got different episodes where – we've spoken about why that is opposed to having a theme for the week or the month or the day or whatever, but anyway, different discussion. Um, And so I, I forget sometimes what I taught and I could turn to you as someone who's there a lot of the time, and take notes i'd be like wait kieran what did i teach last night again what day yeah. yeah i, yeah. I dated also
0: the way i structured. Well, not it.
1: even that i would mean just like because of the you've gone through the active recall so let's oh say, yeah yeah for sure you know i could probably say to you like man what did i teach last night again and the you would cut. you would probably get to the answer before i could remember not yeah. because yeah. i'm stupid but because i already taught three other classes that day with different techniques i've already taught Mm. two other classes this morning you know so it's like what am i i'm trying to remember what i taught in that one class out yeah. of the six that i've taught for the record you, know, you you taught a knee cut i did i taught like an advanced the knee cut, advanced knee cut where
0: yeah you gotta slide that yep. hip down anyway, you gotta
1: you gotta smush
0: you're smushing yeah so i'm gonna i'm fucking off not not i'm gonna keep studying the instructional but i'm i'm just gonna take notes over just get top. a new book bro yeah, yeah cheap ass
1: not trees everywhere. It's too late now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so The damage has been done.
1: Yeah, but that's a great hack. Uh, yeah, I yeah, agree with that. Yeah, highly recommend it. It's That's better simple. than my answer. Yeah. That's it. Fuck your Q answer. Q&A, ask a white belt. <laughs> Coming in hot. Boom.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for everyone who submitted a question to the show. I know there are some questions we didn't quite get time to uh, go through and address, um, but if you do have a pending question, we will get to it. We've uh, pretty much gotten to just about every question that has been submitted in order. So if you have a question that you want to submit to Adam as a black belt, or as I mentioned last episode, if you missed that episode number 39 supplements, if you have a supplement related question, nutrition, you can submit them to me as well. Yep. Yep. Feel free. And, uh, Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to support the podcast by following us on Instagram and on your streaming platform of choice. On Instagram, we are at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. And if you want to go that extra mile and get some added goodies and bonuses and more Beyond Jitsu content, we do have a Patreon page. So feel free to support us there. Until next time. See ya.